Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of Grit TV. It shouldn't take a strike to keep first responders safe, but that seems to be what's needed when those first responders are women. Hunks and hard hats, we make our heroes. Women and scrubs, we're not so sure about. Casey Hickox, on her return from Sierra Leone, got quarantined in an outdoor tent at Newark Airport. Nurses at Bellevue, where New York's first Ebola patient got care, report being shunned in hospital elevators whether or not they treated Dr. Spencer. One lost a teaching gig. Another's kid was banned from daycare. New York officials have finally promised to protect health workers from losing pay or promotions if they have to be quarantined. The new protocols are modeled on the rights-granted military reservists. If it takes a military metaphor, then so be it. If we wouldn't send a soldier to the front without a weapon, why is it so hard to require that our frontline nurses be cared for? They are our front line of defense whether or not they go to West Africa. And there's a reason Liberians are said to call Ebola the nurse killer. I spent a couple of days with National Nurses United this week, the largest U.S. nurses organization. They're in contract negotiations with the California hospital chain Kaiser at the very same time that they're fighting for safe, effective Ebola standards, and the two fights are coming together and to a head this November. Why is it so hard to ensure protections for health workers and ipso facto their patients? Because nurses are low on the job security totem pole. After Thomas Duncan first showed up with Ebola in Dallas, NNU received calls from nurses scared stiff that they'd be fired for disclosing that contrary to the official talk of preparedness, Duncan's nurses were left to tape their own gowns to their masks, leaving their skin exposed while they cared for him. Brina Aguirre, the Dallas RN who spoke up, should be remembered as the Karen Silkwood of our time, says NNU Executive Director Roseanne DeMauro. But atomic worker Silkwood ended up suspiciously contaminated and dead. It'd be nice if our nurses didn't have to go the way of Silkwood. The NNU set November 12th for national actions, including a two-day strike by 18,000 registered nurses at Kaiser. The latest CDC guidelines are an improvement, they say, but they're still voluntary and full of loopholes. Without a national health system, our nation's 5,000 hospitals are free to make 5,000 different decisions. And being a profit system, dollars and cents have a way of trumping medical sense. Nurses see it daily. Which is why NNU is calling on California, the eighth largest economy in the world, to set a national standard including a legal mandate and full-body hazmat suits, and they're threatening strike action to get it. If nurses were cops, we'd be giving them tanks. If they were firefighters, there'd be nothing optional about their fireproof jackets. If they were rushing into burning buildings instead of laying hands on sick people, we'd guarantee their protective gear. What is it we don't care about, about our nurses? You can watch my interview with best-selling author Walter Mosley on The Laura Flanders Show at GritTV.org and write to me, Laura, at GritTV.org. I'm Laura Flanders.